You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to another episode of Untapped Keg. I am your host, Monte Ball, and I am excited for us to be tapping into another episode, episode 35. I'm here again with a special guest. Uh, You guys heard him last week. Good guy living down in the good old state of Arizona. Patty Swags, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's a it was a it was a good week. I bet, man. It was a it was a good week for everybody from the good old state of Arizona, but we'll get into that later. I want to give another shout out, just like I did last week, to RJ. RJ is still down south, um, putting up poles, getting power back to neighborhoods. I mean, I believe he's in Oklahoma City now. He was in Mississippi. Uh, He was in, where was he? Georgia. I mean, he'd been all over the place. So um, much respect to RJ and the rest of the uh, linemen down there. I'm helping out the neighborhoods. Uh, so wanted to get Patty Swags on here again because I most definitely appreciate uh, <laughs> your insight on things, man. So how you how you been doing? I've been good. I've been good. I was a little sick earlier in the week um, for a variety of reasons. Anxiety mm-hmm. probably didn't help, but mm-hmm. um, feeling better, feeling froggy, and uh, <laughs> you know just ready to talk some football. Oh yeah, um, talk about the world. I mean, it was a it was a it was a strange week to say the least. Indeed, man. Indeed, we got a lot to talk about. A lot of high points. Um, you know, um, that being my opinion, of course. Of course. <laughs> but uh, but I yeah, I want to I want to jump right into some football, man. Because although obviously we all know that the election went on and stuff, but I I I I, I want to talk about some NCAA because there yeah. was a. College football, college football. <laughs> yeah, college football was a really interesting subplot. Like it was right? interesting watching the games yesterday. Like after the announcement came through, which of course we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. But like all of a sudden, like it was eyes were on, you know, the election to boom. College football kicked right into gear at the right time. I mean, like, yesterday there was a lot of really good football. Um, I was sorely disappointed in my alma mater, the Arizona State Sun Devils. <laughs> like. Like if Herm Edwards had just like wanted to keel over and vomit on the field, like <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been like at the slightest like disappointed in that. Like, right. <laughs> but I will say this. I will say this. If I'm a USC fan, I did not like that game. You do realize they were ten and a half point favorites going right. into yesterday. Right. And they had to get an onside kick, which I still think he was offsides. Um, <laughs> they had to have the refs. Buzz down late. I don't think they got the buzz in before the ball was snapped in that game. And then had to score a late-minute touchdown. It just, like, if I'm USC, I'm like, okay, we won, but did we really? Like, mm. I don't believe I don't believe in moral victories. I really don't. Mm. Um, I like but I think, I think when the Arizona State Sun Devils go out and they say, okay, we had to move the ball down the field, and on either side of our quarterback, we had to use true freshman wide receivers because Darby had got injured his ribs in, earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think it was a really good game. I'm excited that PAC 12 football is back, right. even though we only got the PAC eight because two games were canceled due to COVID yesterday. Mm. Uh-huh. That's, 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 that was going to be my next take on it. Um, different conference, of course, but the Clemson Notre Dame, <clears throat> 
Clemson Notre Dame game, and obviously we all saw what happened at the end with the fans storming the field. Yeah, you know, obviously COVID like still exists. <laughs> it still exists, and how many people, how many students do you think were out there on that field? I, I have end? no idea, but I remember, <laughs> I remember growing up, my dad telling me like, if you wanted to go to Notre Dame, you had to be smart. <laughs> like, like I remember, like those were the words he told me, and clearly, I'm like, what? What are you guys doing? Like, if nothing else, like your team just upset the number one team in the country. Okay, <laughs> you clearly have a path to the college football playoff. Clearly, and now clearly. you're gonna... <laughs> like, and then, you know, and then you want to get that team sick. Like, come on, yeah, to, to all mean... the I. To be all the Irish fans out there, like, be better than this. This is the best shot you've had in a long time because you're not playing that really crappy game of mm-hmm. we're not in a conference. No, you're part of a conference this year. You're going to play in a conference title game, probably <laughs> against the same Clemson Tigers team. Yep, absolutely. Okay? And they beat like, a really good Clemson Tigers yeah. team, too. I mean, the, it, it was... The quarterback was for Clemson, uh, DJ, whose name I last name I will always butcher... He might be one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the country. And the only reason we don't talk about him is because he sits behind Trevor Lawrence. Like Clemson's in good hands after Lawrence leaves. Um, But like, come on. Yeah. DJ, DJ. Yeah, exactly. I think so. And absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's sitting behind the most definitely and easily number one pick um, in the uh, next NFL draft. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 uh, for me, I kind of wanted to get into the conversation of, you know, kind of what you were speaking about prior to us recording sure. was Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. What 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 what? So what does I, he have to prove? Yeah. I at this point <laughs> there is there is nothing Trevor Lawrence needs to do. There isn't. <laughs> like he's not going to win the Heisman Trophy. He's been out too many games. Yep. Like he won't. Again, the national another national championships probably on the table. Um, he comes back healthy, I think, next week. He He's cleared to play. Um, and then they run the table and they meet a, a Notre Dame team who I don't think uh, DJ Ugalele could play any better. Like, I don't think Trevor Lawrence, like, I don't think having Trevor Lawrence play makes up that much of a difference, maybe early in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you play this Notre Dame team again. Yes, it's not in, it's not yet at Notre Dame, which is kind of nice, but still. Um, it just, I don't know if there's Trevor Lawrence does enough. And honestly, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, like I can only hurt my draft stock at this point. You, you, you can, you can, like, I, mean, like, I don't see why I I would leave if I was him. I honestly would. Yeah. Um, and, and you've really made, and, and you're someone who actually had to make that decision when, at one point yeah, in his career. I did. I would honestly. And I, and I was nowhere near at the level of, of play, notoriety, no, notoriety, excuse me, and success, um, you know, as, as, as this Clemson football team has, obviously, because of Trevor Lawrence. So I, I truly believe, obviously, if I'm, if I'm projected by large margins projected as the number one pick, yeah. obviously playing during a pandemic, I, uh, I think it's a pretty easy decision right. for me. <laughs> right. And also, like, I would look at it and say, okay, if I'm Trevor Lawrence, like, let's, Let's play this through. So let's say something does happen. Let's say you have four really just awful games. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see this cat out at USC, Justin Fields, throwing five touchdown passes. Mm. Like the number one pick is going to be a quarterback this year. 
the number one pick almost mm-hmm. every year should be a quarterback. Oh, like, yeah. is it, because yeah. if you've earned the right to draft first overall, chances are your quarterback situation ain't great. <laughs> um, like, yep. let's be honest. So I just, I look at Trevor Lawrence and Trevor, I don't know if you ever hear this. So let me speak to you person to person. Trevor, if you can hear me, the NFL needs you. You are the next big thing. He really okay? is. <laughs> you are the next big thing. And I would argue that if your draft stock is not higher, then when you go and you can start the process, say, I'm leaving school, find yourself an agent, go hang out in Scottsdale with Jordan Palmer. Okay. It's gorgeous go out here. Go mm-hmm. train. Go train. Find your agent and start the process now of convincing the New York Jets to trade your <laughs> rights. Okay. That's going to be an all day, every day thing. Okay. <laughs> like pull an Eli Manning, pull a John Elway. Yep. Find a team that yep. you want to go play with. Okay. And maybe they're not awful. Maybe you like playing in the South and sure, you want to go play in Jacksonville. I don't know why you would, but again, go find a team that you like. Maybe, and maybe you want to play for the other New York team. Daniel Jones is one of the most streaky quarterbacks I've ever seen. Like sometimes he's good and sometimes I see it, but sometimes I don't. So you yeah, he's very inconsistent. Really inconsistent. But he you is. can dictate where you want to play. I think you have that kind of leverage. And at worst, I mean, you know, it just becomes a how much money do you want to make because mm. you sign that you sign that contract being the first overall pick you are set up for success oh, yeah. um you know and i i look at like and i look at the recent quarterbacks who were first round picks coming into a lot of times newer regimes and i think they're really successful so trevor do yourself a favor the nfl needs you to be the mm. next shining steeple and if you can and maybe you decide you can bring notoriety back to the new york jets I don't know, but the NFL needs you. The next step in your career has pro- has already been determined. You don't need to go back to Clemson. Exactly, and I think that's a <clears throat> I think it's a really good point that you make because if I was him, yes, it would be very easy for me to say, okay, I'm <clears throat> I'm stepping away, I'm stepping away, and I'm going to go train. I'm going to go isolate myself at a training facility and just train do my schooling online, whatever, whatever. But obviously still you have that <clears throat> thought of I'm going to land with the Jets. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, land like with the Jets, like the worst organization by far. And it's, do I want to waste my talents there? Because I think, as I stated before, they have to, they, they got to just clean house there, top to bottom, clean oh, house, yeah. start over. And I would hate to jump into that and play one year. Then the next year they clean house. <laughs> Right. And I think, I think you'll need to, if, if you're Trevor Lawrence, when you're, when you and your agent comes to the table, you're going to need certain mm-hmm. assurances. Um, very true. You're going to need certain true. assurances. I want to know how that all plays out too, because obviously we don't see it a lot. It's extremely rare, actually. Um, just like you stated with Eli Manning and John Elway, where you have that leverage. I mean, I want to know how that all plays out. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> sure. how does one say, thank you for calling me? <laughs> but so, nope. So I think I, I think what it comes down to is you is you gotta you gotta be you've you've gotta be like once you go down that path, there's no return route. Like exactly. Like I, I think the only time we've ever seen any sort of like real uh kind of marriage after kind of some some contract issues after draft is after uh Joey Bosa with the Chargers. Because right. I know there was a oh, lot yeah. of contract issues there. But really what it comes down to is yeah, I mean it if a quarterback is unhappy, your franchise quarterback, because you take a quarterback number one overall, he's your franchise quarterback. 
you you're you're playing him for four years. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like exactly. And he probably starts day one. Like I don't see anybody in the in the Jets building that's better than him. Like No. Like, he he's he's walking in and he's gonna be handed the playbook. Here you go. Here the you go. Starting role. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And so I again I think though when I look at it though is is you only have that situation when by and large you are significantly better. Right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you know, and it could be as simple of just being like, Yeah, I don't like these people. Like I don't I don't want to work with you. Draft somebody else. And if let's say they go the Jets are like, Cool, let's go get Justin Fields. Okay, he's a good kid, he'll play for us, like you know, he's not a diva, which I actually kind of like a little bit of diva in my quarterbacks, like your <laughs> quarterback. But I think that yeah, you got to have that. You got to have that swag. You got to have that arrogance to you. Oh, yeah. Like, no, you no, know? no sane person who's like level headed wants to be a, an NFL quarterback. Like, you kind of have to have that. Like, it's the same mantra. Again, I hate to bring this back to election. It's the same thought process of I want to be president. Like, you kind of have to think highly of yourself you to do. want to want that job. You and do. <laughs> and I don't think, like I said, I don't think there's a lot of players that could have pulled that. Like Baker Mayfield was not good enough to pull this. Okay, the fact that Baker Mayfield was drafted number one overall, I'm still like, I don't know. It's still mind blowing to me. It's just I don't whatever. And honestly, like I said, as I mentioned on the pod last week, I think Baker Mayfield's tenure in Cleveland's probably coming to an end because I don't. I think mm-hmm. they go get Dak Prescott. But that is that I I gotta love that take, man, because I. I, I can usually see some of the moves that are going to happen prior to them happening. You know, n- not mm-hmm. a lot, of course, but a good amount. But that one I did not see, and I could, po- I, I can see that happening. Like, like if you not, if you see it on paper, like if you see it, you're like, oh, right, checks out. right. Cleveland would have to do some weird cap magic, but like because they're it's paying, possible. but it's 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 not only possible. Like mm-hmm. you, it's it's fairly conceivable that to dump Baker Mayfield, they trade Odell Beckham Jr. and kind of make these hold these moves work so that way they can go get an adult who plays quarterback. Like, like, <laughs> like I do I do I think that Dak Prescott is any more physically gifted than Baker Mayfield? Probably not. But like, I don't know. He might an be an adult. adult. Yeah, he's an adult in the room. <laughs> Sorry. Like every time I see another Baker Mayfield progressive commercial, I'm like, really, dude? Like you're good, but you're not like that good. Like that's that's what I always say too, man. I always say that I don't get me wrong. I I I, <clears throat> I love seeing these athletes. Obviously, you know, yeah, getting make, make some money, endorsements, making money, uh, you know, providing for their families, etc. But the way that he's going about it, you would think that this man has taken his team to the playoffs every single year. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> this, this this isn't this isn't Peyton Manning chicken parm. You taste mm-hmm. so good. Like this isn't that. This isn't. Hey, I've got MVPs and Super Bowls, exactly. and like now I'm doing this for fun or because I was on Saturday Night Live or you know it, no exactly. This isn't you know Bill Belichick selling Subway sandwiches now, which I think is super weird. You didn't hear word one from Bill super Belichick, weird. and now it's like. It's- I'm getting a foot long yeah. because, you know, coach told me to. That's super. And bad. I think he says like one line in that commercial too, like, come on, man, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And then he kind of, and he kind of <clears throat> nods. Like there's yeah, no, right. like, but yeah. I, Typical Belichick. Yeah. But, but going back to my point here about number one picks, like Kyler Murray was a freak athlete, but Kyler Murray wasn't by and large the number one pick. Like the Cardinals could have mm-hmm. gone because that was still when they had Josh Rosen on the roster. Maybe they liked Josh Rosen. I don't know. But if you have the number one pick in the NFL draft, you are going to select Trevor Lawrence. You you are fool not to. Like I mean, like, he, for one, he passes the eyeball test. We we we've we've witnessed it. 
um, with our own eyes, how gifted he is back there with his arm, yeah. his decision making, his leadership. I mean, he his pocket points, all the boxes. Yeah, like you're like the. I, I would even go so far as to say like. Andrew Luck didn't check this many boxes. Mm. Like I have to go back in my head, probably to Peyton Manning. And even then Peyton Manning was still kind of a coin flip, kind kind of a coin flip. But like, as far as like quarterback tools, let's say, okay, I'm going to go into a lab and design a quarterback. Right. It's hard for me to come up with someone that doesn't look like Trevor Lawrence. Exactly. I would even, if I was even creating a quarterback, yeah. like on Madden or something, yeah. my player, I'm going to make him have long hair like that, like of sunshine. Course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, that, I mean, that's, I mean, it's the, it's the rule in NCAA football. I like, wait, when you're doing the recruiting, like if you, if you've got a running back and he's got dreads, he's going to be fast. Like, oh, yeah. like, 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 you cannot have dreads and be slow. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like, no, he's going to have dreads. If he's dreads, he's like, he's your running back and your punt returner because he's going to be quick. So true. Don't don't take don't take the white the white running back at a you know the Utah Valley area. No 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 no. Get me the kid from South Central Los Angeles with dread. Yeah. Give him the ball, and let's go win and a national title. Him. Yep. And tell him we're gonna take care of you. Just run. <laughs> just we're we're gonna we're, we're gonna make sure you eat. Okay. Absolutely. Take care. Yeah, I love those. I love those because that's true. That's true. Those are those are healthy stereotypes, as we like to call them. I mean, yeah. I mean, we all know. Hey, don't blame me. Hey, don't blame me. That's how the video game creates them. Like, how about this? How about this? Here's another one. Here's another one. Name me one white DB in the NFL. Currently in the NFL. Yes. Oof. That's tough. Yeah, I got off the top of my tongue, I've got nothing. Exactly. Neither like I. I like like <laughs> like I got like I don't know. Just doesn't could Justin Simmons be happy? I mean, like we get because we get, <laughs> like, oh, okay, okay. Like because I can say the same thing for running back, but you know, we know we got we got Christian uh, we got McCaffrey. we got Christian McCaffrey who is Exactly <laughs> like like exactly like and yeah we got christian mccaffrey but like <laughs> yeah it's yeah defensive but defense well, funny but, stuff though. but defensive back like i i am convinced and people will probably call me out on this i think playing defensive back at a high level is arguably one of the hardest things to do in football i agree i i agree and i say that and i played running back on the opposite <laughs> side of the football and i truly believe running back is tough because you have to be able to do everything right um, as we're going to protect the ball, protect the quarterback, read a defense to see which side the blitz is coming from, mm-hmm. et cetera. And obviously um, protect the football and run it. Yeah. If I didn't already say that, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, DB. Like, yeah. I mean, like you got to, you have to be, you got to chase somebody. You have to be <laughs> as physically gifted as some of these wide receivers and you have to, yeah. And you have to react. I mean, you're the ginger Rogers and, of football. And you can't even blow on them now. Yeah. Or it's a flag. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> like, Oh, I sneezed on the wide receiver 15 yards. What? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I've I've said that plenty of times when I talk to RJ. I say that. I'm like, man, I'm like playing DB nowadays. I mean, how do you how do you line up against a, a, a Julio Jones, a healthy, healthy Julio Jones? How? Like I, or Devontae Adams. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm looking I'm looking at some of these kids coming in like like if I'm if I'm a defensive back, 
Okay. Now I would never be a, a defensive back at my current stature because let's be honest, I'm getting a thick, a little thick around the middle. You know, nice little white guy. Not yeah, playing. I'm, right I'm not. You. I'm not playing defensive right back. With you, man. Like, like, like <laughs> they're like Patrick. You're our backup fullback. Like that's that's where my head would be at. But, um, I look at I look at the at the prototypical NFL wide receiver, Devontae Adams. He doesn't have blazing speed, but man, he sets his guys up. You know, one, mm-hmm. two. Okay, cool. I'm open. Where's the football? You know, yeah. I look at, you know, you look at some of these, you look at Tyreek Hill, like the dude will just move. And then you look at like a guy like Travis Kelsey, like, I don't know how anybody covers Travis Kelsey because he's as fast as any of these wide receivers. And he's so fit and he's too. so physically talented. Like mm-hmm. his body control to catch the football is insane. Yep. Like, I, yeah, I, he's, uh, it's like a very, very healthy, you know, uh, Gronkowski. Yeah. Um, Gronk. When you'd watch him, you're like, how is he separating himself from DBs and, and even linebackers, some of the faster linebackers? You're like, he doesn't look that fast, but his route running and his body control and, and just how he, like you said, you know, they set the defenders up, break the opposite direction, and that gap right there is all they need. Yeah, I look at these windows, and, and I'm just like, I don't like, I don't think we uh, – in fact, I think we need to start a charity. Like, we need to start like a, like a, like a fun for defensive backs who get burnt. Like, cause yo, cause like, cause like a lot of times I'll see some of these defensive backs happen and just get just, just crunched, you know, just, oh, yeah. just burnt <laughs> on the outside. And I'm like, there's literally nothing you could have done. Like your safety help doesn't matter. Like he's just better than you. And it, yeah. I, yeah. So defensive backs, you, you have my salute. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for all the things wide receivers do to you. They're mean. <laughs> Hey, I mean, they know what they sign up for, and, and and listen, they get they get. I don't feel bad for them because they make more money than running backs, so they 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 they. You know what you sign up for, and you make the big bucks. So that's true. Like if you're a good running, uh, yeah, yeah. It. If you're going to be a good defensive back, you're gonna like even if like like I think we talk about like high kind of contracts. Like you just want to talk about making mm-hmm. more money than running backs. Like, hey, I think good running backs are severely underpaid. Like. Right. Like I'm st- which is crazy because I I understand it too. I understand the business side of it, you know, a dime a dozen <laughs> when it comes to running backs unfortunately, you know, the older a running back gets, obviously you can you can argue <laughs> get a undrafted, you know, <laughs> a free agent out of out of uh, out of you know, college and pay him nothing. The same amount or maybe a little less and he's going to be more productive. <laughs> I I, I so. mean, your case in point to that is Philip Lindsay. Like yeah, like the Broncos are like, yeah. okay, we brought in Melvin Gordon, who's making a <laughs> yeah. good salary, but like, the reason they came back on the Chargers was because of Philip Lindsay. Like, Philip Lindsay is a darn good running back. For one, you know that he's going to protect the football. Four hundred, four hundred and fifty carries, not a single that's fumble. Insane. Yeah, like that's insane. Yeah, it's that has to be a record. Yeah, it, I think it is to open a career. I think it's a record right. of most most carries without a. Without a got to be a record, like got to be a record, and that's such a great point. It, it's it's he's going to protect the football, and 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 as a coach, as the offensive coordinator, all you have to tell the offensive line is all he needs is a sliver. Mm-hmm. You he can he can make you miss in a phone booth. Like his, all he needs is a sliver. I I would of, hate of I would hate to be a linebacker or safety trying to track him in the backfield because he is a smaller stature. Like he's mm-hmm. going to disappear. And then by the time you realize Absolutely. where he's in, he's already in that next gear, and he just he just broke you for for twenty for fifty two yards like he did against the Chargers on Sunday. Which, by the way, that game, okay, 
I got to give credit to Phil Lindsay, but man, Drew Locke at halftime, they were booing him out the stadium. And he came back and made them all eat just that crow. Oh. I was like, and he started doing his dancing. And then he had, and I was like, yep. right, Drew, we get it. We get it, Drew. We, we got you. We got you. I like Drew Locke. I, I do. I really like Drew Locke. And I truly believe, I, I truly believe Elway found his quarterback. I, I, I think do. he did too. I don't think that there is with as good as Denver appears to be. Cause I think John Elway has put together a good team. Like if you look at the mm-hmm. whole kind of team holistically, you're like, okay. Right. Like, you know, Garrett Bowles finally looks like being a decent left tackle. Like, you know, he's not getting called the, the holds as much as we do. I think we talked about that last week. Right. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Dalton Reisner is easily one of my favorite players in football. Like, oh, yeah. He's, 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 he's a monster. I mean, that dude's me. He grew up a Broncos fan. Uh, I believe he's from Colorado. Yeah, he's too, from a, right? he's yeah, from a small farming community of like 700 people. He's so he, he's living his dream. He's country strong. He's got that like I wear overalls <laughs> and pull tractors kind of strength. Like that's that Wisconsin strength, but you know he's not from Wisconsin. But yeah, he's got that. <laughs> I'm familiar. Yeah, you, I mean you played with an offensive line. What I think all five of your <laughs> offensive linemen your senior year are in the pros somewhere. Yep. Like yep, and then I think they were the highest paid. Yeah, too. like. I look at like I'm always like I'm always like every time I see the board and there's a Wisconsin lineman on the board I'm like just take him like you know it's gonna work yeah. but yeah <laughs> it's so true that's just what we're taught here that, that's that's just what's in our minds but yeah man I think it's ah uh, man when 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 man it's just exciting it's just exciting because you know you talk about the Broncos Elway Drew Locke and when you exactly when you're looking on paper you you got Jerry Judy on there who's phenomenal you got hamler you got i mean offensive their best wide receiver is on the shelf for the year exactly that's astounding there there's <laughs> it is conceivable that next year that next year the starting the starting core for the broncos because they're going to pay philip Lindsay in the offseason i have no doubt about that that, that, that was going to be my yeah. question that was going to be my next you question pay, you pay philip Lindsay. like you he's do. it's kind of like when the minnesota twins paid joe mauer Okay, and I hate and I don't like to bring baseball into football conversation, but like he's from the state. You drafted him or you acquired him. He's homegrown from your state. He is mm. a folk hero in Denver. He is. Like you, you give is. him he money. Is. He plays extremely. And well. you give him like, yeah, and he's your right now he's your best offensive asset. Like yep. you pay him money. But next year you're starting your your offense could be Drew Locke, and standing on either side of him is Philip Lindsay and Melvin Gordon. Who are both very good mm-hmm. in different respects, but also very good at the same mm-hmm. things. KJ Hamler, who caught that game winning touchdown and just kind of dropped his ass on the field. And it was like, cool, game, <laughs> Broncos. Right. Um, Jerry Judy, who I think once, the, like, he's still adapting to the pro game because he was so much better than everybody else in college. Like, I still think he has a little bit of a learning curve, but man, his route running is phenomenal. Like, in two or three, a young Devontae Adams. In two or three years, he's going to be the best route runner in football. Like, because that's just how clean he is. Um, I kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of look at him when, and this is a weird comparison, but I always look at him kind of the same way I used to look at CJ Anderson. They both have really big feet, which means their their traction <laughs> control is astounding. Like, like, look, think about CJ Anderson that snow game yep. against the uh, Patriots when Osweiler was yep. was under center, like. That's when he took the pitch yeah. overtime. The over, yeah, the, 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 for, yeah for the touchdown. Yep. Because C.J. Anderson, for some reason, was able to run in the snow better than I've seen any other running back. I don't know why. Right. Yeah, I think I, low center, low center of, gravity. of gravity. 
big ass feet. But Jerry Judy, I yep, look at Jerry Judy and I look at like the way he's able to control his center of gravity. And I was like, cool. Like, boom, in and out of the cut. That's, uh, it's crazy. That's extremely strong cores. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, 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 I, and, I, and I love this talk because I, I 100% agree. And that was going to be my question to you is about Philip Lindsay. So, yeah, we both agree there that they're going to pay him. What is your honest take on, on Melvin, though, next year? So. The cap hit for Melvin won't be bad next year. It won't be. Um, hmm. And if anything, I like, I love Melvin Gordon. I thought he was a, he's a phenomenal running back. Um, we kind of have to let the kind of his off the field situations play out. Do I think it's going to be a big issue? Right. No. Right. I think most of the Denver media kind of jumped off the right. gates here. And and again, they made fair, some super unfair comparisons to you. And, and, and that wasn't fair to exactly. one of you guys. And, and, right. and to be, and to be completely honest, he's productive. Like he is he productive. Is. Like he's making his money. Yeah. He has, he didn't put the ball on the ground this last week, which was good to see. Um, he catches the football and it sounds like Drew Luck likes working with him. And if your quarterback, your young quarterback, who you think is the next big thing. Okay. If he feels comfortable, then you have to keep the things that make him comfortable. Mm. Yep. Yeah, that's it right there. That's uh, because Lord knows you're not paying him anything. That's the point right there. <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 was my, that was my question about the Broncos because I, I I say that all the time when I talk to RJ. I'm like, man, on paper, look at this squad right here, and then when you watch them, it's like that offense is fast. Oh yeah, that offense is fast. That offense with with Noah Funan and fan. then uh, yeah. the other the other tight end. Um. Oh gosh! Uh, Big awful last oh, name. Um, my gosh! Um, uh, <laughs> let me check it out. I'm 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 embarrassed. Um, I'm embarrassed for not knowing. It's definitely embarrassed. <clears throat> uh, oh, it's, Albert. Uh, oh, oh my goodness! Yeah. It's Albert. <laughs> yeah, Albert O. That's 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 what we call it. Albert O. Alberto, yeah, Alberto, big, fast. <clears throat> Him and Noah Fant, I think. Like I, I, I've heard rumors that they like race each other in. Oh yeah, like at, at practice, practice and stuff, stuff because they're they're both yep, the fastest yep. tight ends to come out in some time. So it's like okay, yeah. they're big, they're fast. They're mean. Like on paper, you look at this and you say, okay, like on paper, teams looking yeah, good. Yeah, and then so even <laughs> if you go down, okay, you say so Sutton's on IR. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and then you have two other wide receivers who I think are phenomenal. You've got Tim Patrick, mm. who every game he makes like one catch, and you're like, how did he do that? I like the way he I like the way he plays, yeah. man. And, and you're right. He'll just pop out of and nowhere just, with a catch and he'd be like, oh. oh. You're like, oh, that's why you're in the pros. And then you got Deshaun Hamilton, <laughs> who runs crispy routes. Like, like that whole like, I don't know where all these wide receivers came from. And like with John Elway to be like, um, for John Elway to be like, yeah, I'm going to go get more wide receivers. Like clearly like he was like, okay, I want to make sure that at no point am I ever outgunned. Like that's exactly what it was. So yeah, like at no <laughs> point are you ever going to say we have more wide receivers than you look at what happened to, look at what happened to San Francisco on Thursday night. <laughs> oh my God. The Packers. Right? Oh yeah. Oh man. That, that was oh, the, pa- the Packers. Red Rogers looked good. He looked comfortable again. He did. He did. 
Rodgers is who who do you have right now leading the uh, as the you know the 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 MVP Like yeah. at that I team agree. that 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 I agree. obviously RJ RJ's heavy Packers of course so he's like no it's Rodgers and I'm like yo look at Wilson <laughs> Look at like, him. Without Russell Wilson, that Seahawks team, like I love DK Metcalf. I love I love Pete Carroll. But like without Russell Wilson, that team ends up going like six and ten. Like as opposed to a Maybe, as, as opposed right. to a close <laughs> game against the Cardinals, like they end up getting blown out by fifteen points. Like, I agree. I agree. Like, yeah. I agree. And I and, and and playing with Russell, I just know his character. I know what he's sharing with his teammates in the locker room and the huddle and all that stuff, man, that, that guy is as, as a leader. And people would always ask me, you know, is, is it all for show? You know, Russell's, um, you know, his mannerisms and, and how he comes off on social media when he talks and all that stuff. And I said, no, it's not all for show. That is who he is. He is for one, a man of God, a man of faith Two, He is, one heck of a team player. He really is a team player and a leader. Um, and I think that that's showing. And he loved his family right now. so much. Like, like <laughs> yes, you can just tell that you're like, oh, he just loves his, his little, yeah, his little I family mean, unit. His wife. His yeah. Kids, I like, mean, who doesn't aspire to be like that? Like, and I've never <laughs> so. seen, like, it's very rarely do you see an athlete so universally loved by the community in which he plays. Mm. Like, ever. That's true. Buddy of mine, huge Seahawks fan, and he lived up in Idaho mm-hmm. for a while, and you know, kind of that Seattle blend kind of came over because Idaho doesn't have a football team. Um, right. And like, I've never seen one player who, like, no matter who you talk to, is a Seahawks fan. They absolutely love Russell Wilson. Like, you can talk about, do you yeah. have a pro or con opinion on Aaron Rodgers? Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is great, but like, sometimes he doesn't look like he's off halfway invested. Right. Like. But with Russell Wilson, exactly. Some people say that. Yep. But with Russell Wilson, it's just like, man, he just, whew, like, and he just he just plays hard. And I just, and I'm thankful that I get to watch a player like Russell Wilson exist. Mm, that's what I'm saying. And Matt, look, I mean, look what he did to that Seahawks franchise: yeah. ticket sales, jersey sales. And Matt, that dude has brought single handedly has brought so much money. To that franchise, to that football club, um, to the city. Yeah. I mean, you look at you look at it and you go, <laughs> you look at it and you go, okay. When you talk about Seattle athletes, like that's a very short list. Mm-hmm. You know, basically, is Ken Griffey Jr. Mm-hmm. Ken, love you. Yep. Um, Ken Griffey Jr. To you know, you look at you look at like the Matt Hasselbeck years with Sean Alexander, which those teams were good, but like you just you know. But they weren't. They were missing. I mean, people people were wearing people were wearing Mikey Potty jerseys. Like this is the kind of stuff stuff we're talking about. Now you have a bona fide superstar who has his own sneaker. He's a football player where you could go on Nike right now and buy a Russell Wilson sneaker. Like, yep. What are we talking about? So yeah, that would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, get your own sneaker. Get get some Air Montes (laughs) up in here. Yeah, (laughs) some Air Montes. Some air they, they, they got man, them. They got them good point. arch supports. Maybe some Velcro, you know, for for your retired folks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Nike, if you're listening. So from my, yeah, Nike. I love that. The nice little pub from Nike. Get some hey, Air Montes up in here. You guys are listening. <laughs> air Montes for, for the do it for the retired man, running back. I, <laughs> 
good good for the knees the yeah, joints exactly. like i said you don't no. have to tie them they got some slip-ons maybe they have the little the little cord thingy or some velcro get them in you can get them in badger red and bronco orange It'd be great okay, we can make it work and start and deliver deliver mm-hmm. delivering them to nursing homes and stuff get it going <laughs> but man i love talking about russell because you know I, I played with him my junior year in college and um it was just something special man obviously when it all unfolded with him still having a year of eligibility with football from NC state him wanting to leave him shopping around where he wants to go him landing at Wisconsin, you know, to us, it was just this, you know, who was his quarterback. Um, so, you know, obviously us guys would get together and check out some of his YouTube videos. And we was like, okay, you know, this guy has a pretty good yeah. arm, a, a pretty, a pretty darn good arm. Uh, but man, the moment he stepped onto, into our facilities, I mean, it was, it was the same person from day one when mm-hmm. I saw him in the last day. He was the first one in the meetings. He was the first one in the weight room. He was the last one out of the meetings. He was the last one out of the weight room, first one on the practice field, um, you know, getting extra throws in prior to practice starting, and the last one off the field, if it wasn't me and him. You know, sometimes we will do extra handoffs and do some uh, um, some route mm-hmm. running, you know, with the running backs, you know, with Russell. Um, you know, after practice. So long story short, when I tell people, when I talk to people about him, I said, it's not for show. He's not, you know, just acting a certain way in front of the camera, then acting a different way off camera. No, that is who he is when you're, when he's being watched and when he's not being watched. Uh, because trust me, you know, we were spying on him uh, respectfully, mm-hmm. you know, not, not a creepy way, but, you know, we were checking him out um, when he didn't know that we were watching. And this dude was, studying his uh note cards you know he had certain plays on note cards once he first landed at university of wisconsin to hurry up and learn the playbook i mean he he that's 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 a player you want on your well and you can and you can draw a line between russell wilson and now the expectation of modern wisconsin football like like russell wilson comes into that building immediately you all became national title contenders became like yeah i mean you went to the rose bowl that year like you, you. Yeah, we 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 lost. We lost the. We we were on track for the national championship, but you know, two hail marys back to back games. Knocked yeah. us out of that. Like and so, like you can you can literally draw that line from Russell Wilson to modern Wisconsin football with guys even like Graham Mertz. Like like that's mm. the kind of level because I'm sure, and you probably felt this. Yep. Like the minute he came into the building everybody's expectations kind of went up and everybody's work. Like, like all of a sudden it was like, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah. It was, uh, watching how he prepared and prepped for games and all that stuff. It's what we all wanted to do. So yeah, it's, it's, he just set that tone. He set that Mm -hmm. standard. And then how nuts was it for you? Then you go from that to now you're in the same locker room as Peyton Manning. Like that must have been like just like right. exactly. oh man as a running back oh exactly yeah playing three straight Rose Bowls and then my rookie year playing in the yeah. Super Bowl um I, I I remarkable it's it's you know obviously my NFL career didn't go as planned but it's still like one of those things I when I talk about it with people I, I'm not sad I'm not sad even though you know people still. I'm a fantasy football bust. I'm this and that, which I'm like, guys, that's fine. You guys can, and I agree yeah. with you. <laughs> you're like, I, you're like, you're I like, I get it. I'm like, you're hey. like, I was there. I get it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I lived it. Yeah. So I always tell them, I'm like, yo, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't get you more points or, you know, I, maybe I fumbled a game 
Sorry, Broncos fans, but listen, I wanted to be a running back for the Denver Broncos at the age of eight. My room was blue and orange. I have pictures of it. I have pictures of me wearing Terrell Davis jerseys, and I did it. So I'm like, you know, not to my own horn, but I'm like, you guys can say what you I, want. You're like, I was there. My I was 20s, there. My 20s were my – tw- I turned 30 next month. My 20s were yeah. remarkable. Let's see what I can do in my 30s. So it's it's one of those things where it's – it's it's I'm blessed. I'm fortunate. Um grateful that I had the opportunity to play with Russell and to play with Peyton Manning. And then I, you know, had the opportunity to play a little bit with Brady, even though I was on the practice squad, but I was still there <laughs> talking to Tom Brady about Big Ten football because, you know, he played yeah. at Michigan. Was, uh, um, was, was, so uh, just, was, was your, was your buddy James White on still on, James yeah, he's White. on the roster? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, James White, you know, we were roommates yeah. in college, so it was me and him. We were sitting next to each other, obviously in our team meeting rooms, uh, at, in, in, uh, in New England um, with the Patriots and Brady was in front of us. And we just talk about big Ten <laughs> football, <laughs> Michigan and Wisconsin. So those memories, man, no one can no. ever take away from me. So you, it's, you were in it's, the room and it's, you, you were in the room. Like that's like we, yeah. people outside the room, they can, they can spout their, uh, their, Oh, you didn't give me fancy points, whatever, dude. It's, <laughs> it's a game that you don't even play, bro. Like, <laughs> like I love fantasy football. I like the idea and the structure of fantasy football. Right. It's like I, people who play video games professionally, like I'm cool. I'm like, cool. You have a skill that I don't have, but like fantasy football, like, right. you know, you talk about these guys who play all the DraftKings and stuff and whatever. It's like somewhat. Yeah, it's some luck. of it's just it's like still you're betting on how yeah, well you're, 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 play. you're not even doing a thing. Like, 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 Oh, I have spreadsheets. <laughs> I was like, dude, I got spreadsheets for work. That's not special. Like, <laughs> right. I can have spreadsheets for Starbucks yeah, like, items. <laughs> I got spreadsheets, bro. No. And so like, and so, yeah, yeah. So, so true, and I, man. I would like to apologize for everyone who did not play professional football on behalf of us um, <laughs> for, for throwing some really weird hate at people for fantasy football. Like, Oh, no, I think it's, I think it, I appreciate you saying that, but I know I think everyone listening, they know, um, you know, former players kind of get annoyed. With fantasy sports because obviously twitter it's just more there's people like right there accessible to talk to the accessibility to speak to athletes is like right there it, 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 it's 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 uh I, there for them so i always, I always, I always feel we weird get. tweeting at athletes like like i'm always like <laughs> like what like what do i have to say that he hasn't already heard like <laughs> see here's my thing my like, whole take on that stuff is i get it I get it. Like if a player fumbles, yeah, you, you you can share your opinion. You can be upset, but don't send him a direct him or her a direct message and then saying like I I received that my rookie year. You know, one person a troll, of course, but you know, wishing I would tear my ACL, and I'm like, yo, I'm like I'm a 22 year old kid. Yeah, like what? <laughs> like playing with playing. I a think game. it's crazy when when <laughs> when. Players like I see a lot of that, especially in the games. But I think it's even weirder when like mm-hmm. players leave teams in free agency, like, and there's like mm. there's just so much hate. Like I remember um, as a Chicago sports fan, love the Cubs, love the Cubs my entire life. When Jason Hayward left the St. Louis Cardinals, signed a bunch of money to go play for the Cubs. Of course, Cardinals and Cubs hate each other. Mm-hmm. Some guy was like yeah. routinely being like, "I wish Jason Hayward tear both of his ACLs." I was like, "Dude, that's how he feeds his family, man." Like. Like that's his job. That's how he and he decided he job. wanted to take maybe a little bit less money, but he wanted to go live in Chicago. Uh, people out there, I'm sorry if you're in St. Louis, but like if you ever been to St. Louis, if you ever been to Chicago, those two cities are very different. 
Very different. <laughs> Very different. I'm, so, yep, I'm from right outside St. Louis, and it's uh, oh yeah, way different than Chicago. I, I heard a comedian once put it: <laughs> the only thing you can find outside of St. Louis is crystal meth and barbecue. And I was like, I was like, whether or not that's fair. Uh, I I've been to St. Louis. I have, and by Ben, I mean I like I was at the airport. Uh, <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. Uh, yeah, just but yeah, yeah just, go ahead. just athletes, I, I, fans, and athletes. Like as sports fans, we we get it, but like these are real people; they're flesh and blood. Like, mm. don't don't mm. be a jerk. Like don't they're jerk. still they got stuff going on outside of you know when you turn that television on and watching them. It's 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 they. They, there's probably some stuff going on in their life outside of the sport that they're trying to manage mentally while still trying to perform at the highest level in competition, ever. Yeah. Well, like, I'm sure, I'm in sure for you, like even, sport. even for you in your case, I would imagine on game day, right. you had more to worry about than just going to the game, playing and leaving like there, like, Absolutely. Oh, I got to get tickets for the family and this and that. And, and I'm sure there was, the- well, not even. Not even just that, yeah. And I appreciate you bringing this up. It was it was tickets for the family. It was it was um, a lot of it was my high anxiety, uh, which is why I drank so much. And then it was, oh my god, I drank a lot two or three days ago. Am I going to be able to perform well today? Is it still in my system? It, yeah. You know what I mean? It was just which and that's that's everything you know that I did to myself. So I don't never want anybody to feel sorry for me. But it's just our point yeah. we're making here is they're human beings right. <laughs> they're human beings yeah they have a really cool job but they're but, still like people <laughs> yeah yeah there's still people everything that you deal with you know with family with work with if you have yeah. children if you have a significant other is what they're dealing with as well and, while out there trying to and like and like i level. get like if you want to tweet some nonsense at like tom brady like because he's tom brady he doesn't care but like if it's if it's like nope. your fourth string corner who's only playing because your first right. two guys got decked like right. and he's just coming off the practice squad like settle down mm. he's not he's not going to cover settle Michael down. Thomas right away that's not how this works <laughs> like, <laughs> right like, step in and cover the yeah, best he's about to get burnt like <laughs> just expect it like like and say you know you know so and true. And like, yeah, I get, and also like, yeah, he's making more money than most of us do. That's fair. But like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to cover Michael Thomas. Exactly. I'm going to say that comes with the price. And for one, like, I, I, and I really appreciate you bringing that point up too, because people always say that, you know, these, these million dollar crybabies. it's like, hold on a second though. It's like it, it there is. If you're not a Tom Brady or a Peyton Manning or Von Miller, you know what I mean, or J.J. Watt, there is no job security for you. There is no, hey, I think I want to buy a house here. You could be gone tomorrow or two days later or three days later or or right before trade deadline, et cetera. So that that lack of job security, your anxiety is through. Like It's the only job that you could literally (laughs) lose week to week. Like it, like, like literally one week, like even rookies, like, oh, we're demoting him to the practice squad. Oh, we're promoting him from the press. And you're like, Mm. you're like, what? I'm lost. So I I think when we look at like, when I look at kind of athletes overall, like I said, if I want to tweet some, tweet some snide remark at LeBron James, that's more for me just to tweet a snide remark at LeBron James, which by the way, LeBron. And I, and I, and I still get it. 
I still get it. I, people still have yeah. their rights. Express your emotions, but just you know, be smart about yeah, it. Like, Sorry, like, go ahead. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, talk, talk I'm talking. I'm talking LeBron. LeBron, come at me. We're gonna talk. I love you, LeBron. I love everything you stand for. Thank you for being a human person. Why did you go play for the Lakers? Sorry, that's my whole. That that, that was my whole thing. Like, congratulations, LeBron. You won another title. Have fun. Um, congratulations. You're still not Michael Jordan. Um, no matter how good you be, you will never be Michael Jordan. But I, again, I, I kind of come back at that and say, as sports fans, we have a responsibility, though, to understand that, like, every week, especially in football, I have always said this about the game of football. And this is kind of why, like, I love the game of football, but I also have my own personal reservations. The NFL is the yeah. only professional sport you can watch. And no matter what game you watch, it is a guarantee somebody at some point will get hurt in that game. Yeah. In baseball, yeah. yeah, guys get hurt. And if they do get hurt, it's usually a pretty serious injury. Um, you know, and sometimes that just happens. But you play 162 games. You're going to get sore. In the NHL, where you think you'd have a lot more injuries, you don't. Like, you just don't. Because, A, kid, there's something in the Canadian right. water. I don't know what it is. But, <laughs> like, you think you'd get more injuries. But in the NFL, because of the way the game is played, it is a violent sport. Mm-hmm. It, is an, it, is, it is a violent it's, sport. Uh... You're almost assured at some point, one of your linemen, a back, defensive or running, receiver is going to tweet. Like, someone's going to cramp. Like, that's the only sport where you will guarantee somebody gets hurt. And so I think as sports Absolutely. fans, we have a responsibility to understand that, like, yes, they are getting paid lots of money for our entertainment. Let's not take this away. But every single time they go to do the thing that we're paying them to do could be the last time they do the thing. Like, yep. And, and, and the that it, the injury that can be a career ending injury injury, meaning they are never going to play the f- sport of football again, could be mm-hmm. a lingering effect that affects them 20, right. 30 years down the you road. Know, you know, it, it's, it's a very physical, you look at, you look sport, at some yeah. of these guys here, you look at uh, kind of the old players here, even watching like Fox sports Sunday, you know, before kickoffs and you see Howie and Terry trying to get around. And it's like, like those guys, mm. you know, you know, I saw Joe. I saw Joe Namath yeah. picking pitching some Medicare for all whatever. But I was <laughs> I like, I was like Joe Namath to them. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know if he could. And I was like, yeah. I was like, and you could just see his body was not aging normally because of what it went through for yeah. five or ten years. Um, you know, it's so, and, and you see that more in football than you do probably in any other sport, where it's just like, I mean, yeah, I see retired mm-hmm. hockey players and they look like crap, but that's just because, you know, it's hockey. But you look at like, you know, you look at retired NBA players, you know, you look at like how good a shape magic is in, you know, and how he's always out there. But like you don't see retired football players like really in tremendously good shape without some sort of like issue. So, you know, I. And here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. And I and I don't want to get too political here on this topic. Um, but I, I, I love that you just brought that up because that's something that we always talk about, too, as former players. Um, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe in baseball, I think the first day that you're on the active roster, you yes. now have healthcare for, for eternity. Yeah. If you're forever. on the act, I think if you're, once you're on the yeah. active roster, because you've become a major league player, that's it. You, you, you have health insurance. Mm-hmm. You have lifetime, yeah. lifetime. Yeah, Cause the insurance. collective bargaining and agreement in baseball is nuts. Yep. Exactly. And that was completely different for the most violent sport ever, which we understand why the owners are doing it this way, because obviously in a violent sport, you're going to have more sure. bumps and bruises. 
20 years down the road, meaning you're going to have more. But, but as a, but as a former player, (laughs) as a former player, I mean, I'm sure you would, you would, you would say, okay, like we'll, we'll meet you halfway and say, okay, you know, part Mm. of my contract goes to whatever. Um, and you kind of negotiate that in, but like, like I said, I just don't think, I think from the NFL players perspective, there's two issues. One, you play a very violent game and two, there's so many more Mm -hmm. professional football players than there are professionals in any other sport. Like the size of the True. size of an NFL roster is prohibitively large. Now, granted, they make more money than the MLB, the NHL, and I think even the NBA combined. I think if you even if you added those three up, three up, you're going to be. Right. I, th- I think it's what. Let me do the math here. Fifty-three man roster times 32, 1,696 people, active players. Uh, what now? Thirteen on each team. Practice. Yeah, I think, squad, it's, I think it's fifteen this year because maybe. of the COVID protocols. So you're looking at about yeah, you're looking at yeah, eighteen hundred players, and then in yeah. like baseball, you have your twenty five man <laughs> roster. Well, you have your forty man roster, so like <laughs> the numbers get prohibitively higher. And there's less baseball teams and basketball teams than there are NFL teams. There's only there's only thirty teams in each of those exactly. leagues. But again, it, it goes it goes back mm-hmm. to kind of you know as as sports fans, it is our responsibility to understand like. Yes, we all love our players. Yes, I was heartbroken that brought Von Miller tore his ACL before the season started. Okay, like yes, yeah, man, that that. Mm, then I seen he see him dancing. I was like, cool, Von's fine. I feel bad. Um, but then I got to remember, <laughs> oh snap, that's that's to me that's oh I can't watch Von Miller on Sundays. To the people around Von, it's oh he won't be able to walk for X amount of time. He won't be able to do a lot of things. He won't be able to tend his mm. chickens, which I know he absolutely loves to do. Yeah. Uh. It's true. It's true. And not only are we, not only are we already <clears throat> more isolated than ever mm-hmm. because of COVID. Now it's you know he, he you know he has a busted knee and can't walk around. Can't, you know what I'm saying? So it's just I think that just heightens that you know isolation. Yeah. Um, you know atmosphere for him. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, he's been on he's I been on the sidelines. He was at practice actually. the other day. But again, I think I think is like mm-hmm. I said, as sports fans yeah. like. You know, we always talk about, oh, you know, he's on the IR. Well, to him, that's 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 more of a level. But that's, but I mean, that's real like high level of like understanding professional sports and like that's some there, there's a, there's a line there that's drawn in some sort of philosophy as far as like what we kind of look at. So, but yeah, so right. athletes, I agree, man. I agree. So you guys athletes, take care. Of yes, athletes are <laughs> athletes are people too. <laughs> Love that. So, man, obviously. We got to get into another important topic here. You know, I didn't want to go too long here, but we but we can't ignore obviously what just happened globally. Obviously, within our nation, it happened, but it was a global event. stage <laughs> event. Thank you, a global event, and uh, you know that being the election, of course, ladies and gentlemen, and obviously the projected presidential elect. You know that very important word right there the the projected presidential elect. Is Joe Biden with 290 votes, electoral votes, Donald Trump 214. What are your thoughts, man? Uh, I mean, because yeah. you're so, down in Arizona. I'm in Wisconsin, two blue states, two yeah, very important. I, I would argue states. with outside of Pennsylvania, <laughs> these were two of the most you you and I each live in one of the two most important states really there mm-hmm. was. Um shout outs to Michigan as well. Right. Um couple things. Congratulations yep. to Joseph Biden. And Kamala Harris, um, yep. there was a there was a good ticket. Um, 
last night their their speeches were amazing the fireworks oh the drones man. the, the and whole I, and I, everything it was great but, yeah man and before before you get going i, I just want to touch on that real quick too because you just brought it up the speech because i tweeted it out and and i and i and i you know i don't want to you know i'm no i'm no philosopher i'm no you know <laughs> you know you know what i mean but i feel like they're so with what i said is so true whether you voted for that ticket or not for them or not you you must admit if you had a child and they ran up to the television during a trump rally and they're listening to people chant mm-hmm. lock her up lock her up or or him belittling whoever it is he belittles you would obviously turn the station or turn it off or what have you but last night watching kamala speak and then watching yeah. Mr. Biden, President Obama. I said President Obama. I said President Obama. President Biden speak. Man, that energy, that positive energy is something that I would oh, love yeah. for my kid to watch. You know what I mean? That's just that's just what that's just what we need. And 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 if you didn't even vote for them, you you gotta admit that is what you want America right. to Yeah, be. exactly. Like right there so kind of kind of touching on that so last night there was like this mm-hmm. giant weight that was lifted lifted off everybody's shoulders and, and you could feel it and you could feel it people were out right. dancing in the streets for president-elect joe biden um you know because we all needed we all needed like america's grandfather to like step in and just like and just like and just like cool it off you know what i mean because i think we get a lot of like we get a lot of anger we got really upset the current president was on a golf course yesterday go figure he was. There's a shot. He there's was. a shot of um, him checking his phone, finding out that t- people are calling it for him, and it was, was hilarious. Anyway, so, but uh, <laughs> again, if you're a Trump supporter, um, a Republican who didn't vote for Joe Biden, um, I think you are at a good place because yes, you did not get who you voted mm. for, but you got somebody who at least wants to bring you to the table and wants to understand what makes you tick. That's um, true. And I think that's what we're kind of seeing across the board is because it doesn't look like Democrats are going to take the Senate back. Um, they're going to keep the House, but right. by a smaller margin. And so what that's going to do is that's going to allow the government. Yes, I hate gridlock, but I think it's going to at least say, OK, we have to make deals. We have to understand what the total population is. Um, and exactly. Right. Exactly. We have to work together is, is, is literally what that is. And um, <laughs> also, to. I want to give a shout out to the African-American community. You guys saved Joe Biden twice. Mm-hmm. Like shout outs mm-hmm. to Stacey Abrams, who totally, totally Stacey turned it around in Georgia. Georgia. Like she got hosed in the gubernatorial <laughs> race a couple years ago. And then, and then she spent yeah, her she time did. just like turning out the vote. Like let's get people engaged. Let's get the, you know, the African-American population who really has been kind of ignored for a long time. Like they always talk about, oh, we got to get the black vote. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got to get the black vote. Well, now we have a presidential candidate who literally could not have won without, without and you're starting to see how, how powerful of a kind of force that can be. Um, exactly. And, and one thing I want to say is, is because I, 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 I really appreciate you bringing that up, you know, you know, be being a black man is one thing I thought about last night is, you know, for, for so long. Obviously, our black community has, has 
almost been encouraged not Mm -hmm. to vote because I don't know, for some reason we've been taught and obviously it wasn't, it isn't our constitution, three fifths of a vote, you know, that our votes don't matter. We don't matter. Our voices don't need to be heard. So last night was literally an example of, wow, our voice actually matters. A lot. Our votes most definitely matter Mm -hmm. because exactly what you just said. If we did not vote, the black community, if we did not vote the way that we voted and and turned out in numbers the way that we did turn out, Biden would not be he would become the next. He wouldn't have. And and you look at there and you see not even close. You you see Kamala Harris walk across that stage, which by the way that white that white suit she was wearing, Uh, perfect. Oh, perfect. I was like, was oh, nice snap. She's a superhero. <laughs> Let's get it. Yeah. Um, I think, and I don't remember if it was Harris or Biden who said the 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 African-American woman is the backbone of democracy. And I couldn't mm. agree with that statement more. Because mm. if you look at like just the overwhelming support um, from the black community to, towards the Harris-Biden campaign, particularly from women particularly from black women. I think Mm. they could see that it really was time for them to take care of their communities. I mean, it's disproportionately African-American men end up in jail, end up being harassed and assaulted and killed by police. I mean, not to dive too much into that, but but it's a fact. It's It's a fact. And the African-American woman has been such a pillar of really any community, you know, that it, and it was so important for them to get the recognition and will be continuing to get the recognition that they as a group, as a force for good, should truly get. Um, and while, while I'm on this note, I also want to give a shout out to my home state, the great state of Arizona, um, because <laughs> we have a new senator and it's awesome. We elected an astronaut, Captain Mark Kelly. An actual an astronaut, astronaut, Captain Mark Kelly, who was a who was in the Marines as a fighter pilot, and then became a captain mm-hmm. on the space shuttle at NASA, literally beat out Martha McSally, who was the Republican stooge, who had been who had lost, who's the first person I think in history to lose consecutive Senate races for two different seats. It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh yeah. Jeez. And and yeah, because she ran two years ago against Kirsten Cinema. Who was the Democrat? Lost that election mm-hmm. when John McCain died. Uh, Governor Doug Ducey appointed her for his seat, and then sh- there was a special election this time around for that seat, and she lost that too. So, Mark Kelly, astronaut. Yeah, and then and that like and that just proves that like people want to believe in science, and they want to believe in someone who can understand complex ideas, and 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 mm. and he's yeah, an astronaut. The box, yes. Like, He's literally been to space. Astronaut. And I thought that was really funny because one of the big things that Martha McSally's campaign was, was, oh, I was a pilot. And Mark Kelly's like, I was an astronaut. <laughs> an astronaut. One supersedes the other. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you, you, you flew around inside Side the planet. planet. I flew around And I flew around. And, and the other thing is, like, he was, a, he was a Navy pilot. So even still, he was, flying, he was flying fighter jets and landing on moving surfaces. Like... That's crazy. Jeez. Like that's a whole nother level of context. But yeah, I that's think I, as I said that last week incredible. on the pod though, I, I I was so proud to see how many people were engaged of in the election. Like that people came out and voted. Like I 
it's mind blowing to me, man. No, you're fine. And I apologize for cutting you off, but it, it, I get so passionate about this because it's, it's, I, one hundred percent. If if anybody here, I mean, you guys listening, you know, you follow me on social media and stuff. You know for a fact, I respect everybody's opinions. I respect the fact that even if you vote, even if you did vote for Trump, you still went out and you exercised your right. I respect that, but. To me, it's just mind blowing to me how people can turn on a Trump rally and be okay with that, but then sit here and, and turned on, you know, the speeches in the mm-hmm. ceremony pretty much last night and, yeah. and be upset or, or feel down or feel angry. It's like love, unity, inclusion, compassion, empathy will always and they should. win. It will always win. Exactly. It's it's as we know, psychology states it. It's easier to get people to hate than to love. It's easier to rally people together to hate than to love. But I think last night, what we witnessed in Delaware, in the nation, and obviously globally, is I believe we should challenge that psychological statement, that psychology statement, because I truly believe that we have turned a tide. We turned a chapter. I think I believe in human history. Yeah, I. That I hope we continue to yeah to, absolutely to, to chart democracy one. Really um, I want to take this opportunity too to thank yeah. all of the poll workers, vote counters, people who literally mm. in some cases were working around the clock, and dealing with even out true, here in Arizona. Man. I mean, those people were dealing with a ton of garbage. You had these. You had the the, the Trump people coming out and telling them to stop the count. Now that. The, yeah, I was going to ask you about that. How? how so how I have that? I have a lot of friends in the media up in Phoenix, yeah. um, who yeah. cover elections. That's what I mean. That's part of the deal. And they were just dumbfounded by these people who were literally out there saying that this election was rigged to stop the count, but also keep counting because we were st- like, and I was, it was scary. And yeah, so so doors, eventually they right? got to the stuff? point where they were banging on the doors because they hadn't set up any sort of like perimeter because who needs to set up a printer at a place where we're tabulating? Like what? <laughs> now, Patty, what? imagine if those oh, people were yo, black. if they tear, tear yeah, gas, dogs, dogs, fire hose, guns, yeah. yeah, like oh yeah, exactly. Like come on, we all oh, know yeah, that's if the, fact. If that is highly illegal to do that. That literally goes against the yeah. That just goes against settle democracy. down. And and and, and honestly, like yeah, if they were black, I'm 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 I am totally yeah. under belief. Not only would we would have the the police, which uh, Maricopa County Sheriff's Department, I will give you guys mm. credit. You guys did a really good job of kind of just de-escalating the situation, like back up, back up. Um, True. But yeah, if they were black, and True. you know, like you know, if they looked. How about this? We can we can take it oh, yeah. out of the state of Arizona if if it would happen yeah. anywhere else. It's um, it's riot it, gear. It, it, it's it, come on. It's it's pepper spray. <laughs> yeah. It's rubber bullets. You know it's oh, yeah. Yeah, it's oh, yeah. it's yeah SWAT teams like. And what Maricopa yeah, County man. did, which was kind and, of brilliant and, though, is they said, "Okay, they sent everybody away." They they basically said, "Okay, we're gonna stop counting for night. Everybody go home." And by that time, that means all the everybody had dispersed. They'd put together a what they call a First Amendment zone. Which was like a pen for the Trump people. It was great. Like go in your little <laughs> go. You know, I said first member. Like you can say or do anything you want I mean, as long as you're in this parking lot. 
which they did. Right. And, and, and I think it was exactly. brilliant because they were like, look, these people are going to show up. Let's put them somewhere else. So, and yep. I mean, yeah, cause they had, yeah, have, you have your right to assemble. To assemble. You Absolutely. can wear your stupid Trump yeah. flag as a cape. I don't care. Like you, you do. He's not a superhero. He's orange. Kamala, actual superhero. Trump. Yeah. What kills me is how do you, you claim to be the best president, but you only ran. He's, he's the first president in U.S. history to lose the popular vote twice. <laughs> like if that's not a referendum on the man, I don't know what is. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it's, it's again, um, to the listeners, to my listeners, our listeners here. It, it, if you voted for Trump, I respect if, your vote. I, 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 I'm not bashing you for that. Um, because I, I, I'm not one who believes that you have to believe in everything that I believe in. But I want I can't wait until my son, he's four now. I can't wait till he's fifteen and he's learning about our US presidents and stuff, and he gets to this chapter, the Trump chapter, and I'm and I can tell him I can look my son in his eyes and I can say, I didn't vote yeah, for him. I think twice. and I think too, and I think and I think we're setting up our so, kids for a really strange history because they're gonna they're gonna learn about two thousand eight. Right. They're gonna learn about Barack Obama. The first African American president, right. and they're like, they're like, oh, is this where the country gets better? And you're like, no, no, wait, no, time out, no, time out, because <laughs> then white men got angry. We got President Trump, yep. and honestly, like, if you voted for Trump, and you want to come to the table for a better country, I'm, and you want to have a discussion, I'm always open to it, but don't come to the table spouting off conspiracy theories and hateful rhetoric. There is no place for that in a civilized society. There isn't. And I, I, a hundred percent, man, hundred percent. So if you want to come to the table and want to have a discussion about how we move the country forward, we want to make sure that if you Mm. are a person from a rural community who really feels like the world is not working for you, let's have that conversation. If you really feel that you are concerned about immigration, the economy, let's have that conversation. But if you are spouting, but if you are spouting hateful, oftentimes confusing conspiracy theories i want you to know there is no place for that because it's the it's the conspiracy theories that have no there's no support right. there's no claims to support it into the xenophobic oh, yeah. language you know calling it the 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 kung flu and calling it the china virus and that that is that is literally xenophobic right. language, and it's it's. And I agree with you. We we can have we can bring you guys to the table. Well, we can but talk, sure. but just leave the hatred. Check. Leave the har, har you know check, harmful. Check your hatred at the door. Leave if those... you're concerned about if you're concerned about the education <laughs> yeah. that you want to get, you want to make sure that your <laughs> children are getting the education that they need to be functioning members of society. Cool, we can have that conversation, but. Let's not present here Absolutely. like we're not going to ignore the fact that slavery happened because to ignore it would be mm. completely irrational. Okay. We're not going to pretend that we, exactly. during World War II, we didn't take Japanese Americans and put them in, in internment camps. We're not going to pretend like the civil rights movement didn't yeah. happen. We're not going to pretend that mm-hmm. John F. Kennedy. We're not going to pretend yeah, that it was uh, so th- long ago. Like there's people still alive. <laughs> there, there, there are congressmen still. who were on that bridge. With Martin Luther King, rest in peace, John Lewis. Mm. Like, mm. like we're not going to pretend yes. that like, these things don't happen. But here's the great thing: is exactly. I, I I love the country we live in. I don't know about you, but I absolutely love. 
I absolutely love the United I States do. of America because the United States of America is the, is the one country I know that we have the tools and the people in place now anyway to make ourselves better. And so, yeah, we were losing. We were, we were we losing were. our image. We were. And, sure. and yeah, and, Globally. and I we think, were. you know, you kind of felt that you, you felt as other countries, leaders were reaching out to president elect Biden and we're kind of tweeting these things out saying, hey, we want to congratulate. They knew that the United States was going to come back to the table, that we were going to now be mm. the leader that the world oftentimes, need, oftentimes needs us to be. I, you know, mm. there's, there's the European countries, they're having a hard time fighting COVID. But if we can come to them and say, hey, we figured it out because we have the best scientists, because we do. We have the best yep. resources. Yep. Be the best we have we, we have that we can figure Absolutely. out how to nip this thing in the butt and i think with joe it's biden funny, we are going to oh. have maybe we don't get all of the the great progressive policies that i or yourself or you know any of my liberal friends would support but i do know this mm-hmm. facts are going to have a place in the universe again journalism <laughs> and reporting is going to be respected right. and honored I am so glad you just brought that point up because that is one thing I always said to the media needs to be oh yeah more accountable held to a higher standard and 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 they need to we and need we to need hold to hold them, them accountable, accountable but also we need <clears throat> to respect the fact that like they are not the enemy of the state they are not Jake True. Tapper on CNN is not trying to right. get you like Wolf Blitzer <laughs> is not trying to get you. Rachel Rachel Maddow <laughs> is not trying to get you. you. Ronan Farrow is not trying to get you. Like, relax. Yeah, no. They hypnotize you. Oh, no, come on, the, man. You don't know that? No. The, they, I, I've heard they hypnotize you. Then all you know, of a sudden. <laughs> this is not the hypnotodes. We're fine. They're just trying to they're just right. trying to tell you, like, here's what kind of happened. And yeah, you can you can question you can question their motivations on why they tell a story a certain way. But like at the end of the day, like yeah. Yeah. They're not trying to overthrow democracy. This isn't some leftist conspiracy <laughs> to turn this into a socialist country. No, that's that's what I'm talking about. Let's talk about the real issues. Let's talk about racial strife. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing, man. And that's why I, I love bringing you on. I love your passion because you bring such great facts to the table. And obviously, you being a white American and me being a black American, um, you you are an ally to us you are as we like to call mm-hmm. you a white ally which we <clears throat> for one are forever grateful for that um you know because we 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 need that we need that and we and we did get that this election we got many white people that said wait a minute you know this is not okay this is not okay what's going on with police brutality and stuff this is not the country that I remember, this is not the country that I want my child to grow up in. This is not, this is, you know, we cannot sit here and ignore the systemic racism and hate towards African-Americans in, in, in our society. So I want to tell you, man, I appreciate that um, 100%. And, 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 and to yeah, a great and point. I, and I, I want to bring yeah. up, sorry, good. I, I wanted to bring up another one real fast is, is, most people don't even know this. My best friend who, you know, we've been best friends since the age of, of 12. Um, he actually lived with me out in Denver when I was playing. He's uh, biracial. His, his father's black. His mother is, or I, should mm-hmm. I say he's bi-ethnic. Bi- uh, his mother's white. His father's black. 
Um, he, he voted for Trump twice. Um, and we're still really good friends to this day. I, you know, told him, Hey, you know, I, I, I strongly disagree with your take on things, but we are mature enough to still be friends. Uh, but what I shared with him was, um, oh, I was about to say his <laughs> name and I don't want to say his name, but uh, I'm just going to call him <laughs> Jack. For right I, I shared with him via text. I was like, Jack, I said, at the end of the day, I want to elect somebody who is at the very least, bare minimum, a decent human being. Can we start there? Everything mm-hmm. else comes second. Can we at least start mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. <laughs> when it comes to electing a president? <laughs> and he actually did not have a response and, to that. And uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and again, Trump people, this is not an indictment in, on your character. Okay. Right. True. But I will say this, like there is a giant gaping rift in the United States. Okay. It is, it is going to be a hard chasm to close. And, and this will be kind of my last point kind of on the overall election. Cause I don't want to beat a dead horse. Cause we have a lot of work to do before we can kind of get to really Joe Biden's got to put together a transition team. I, I think he needs, I think he still needs to Oof. fill his, uh, his cabinet with some black girl magic. Um, I wonder what, how much damage Trump's going to do. See, there's actually a talk, and this is another topic for another day, that theoretically they could invoke the 25th <laughs> Amendment if he goes into a spiral. I think he's going to go on some like share level like farewell tour and go visit all the like Trumpsters, you know, in middle America that he loves so much. Right. But yeah, exactly. Middle <laughs> America, <laughs> flyover states as they were. Um, but like, I think that what I want to do is I want us to kind of come to the table and say, okay, we just, as, as a country, we just went through four years of really anger and vitriol and grossness, you know? Um, mm. And I think what we, yeah. what we need to do is we need to soul search, not only us who voted for Joe Biden or voted for Democrats or, cause we still have our own issues to deal with. But I think as a country, we need to come to the table and say, okay, what we went through was not okay. Even if you were a Trump supporter and you loved having Donald Trump as your president. Okay. It's it's like, not, it, it was not okay. okay. Is, is that the country you want to live in? Do you want to live in a country where people riot mm. every single week? Like, what yeah. was it? Portland was what, yeah. how many? 900 the, days or not 900 days. Uh, yeah, it was, it, it was, days? it was a long time that they just occupied, you know, do you want these, these groups of people, the boogaloo boys or whatever they're called? Um, do you really want right. armed militias? Uh, yeah. Do you really, is that by. something you really want? Or, or yeah. do you want a group of people or do you want to come and live in a country where we are not perfect, but we never once, to, we never once said we were, we said we wanted to build a more perfect union. Exactly. And so do you want to live in a country that says we have our disagreements, but we we want to operate under good faith, and and I will exactly. go back and I watch some of what John McCain was saying. That's right, Arizona legend, Arizona legend John McCain was saying when he was running for president, and people were calling Obama all these really nasty things, and he said, "No, he's a good man. We disagree, but he's a good person." So let's get back to that. Right. Let's say we disagree, right. but we operate under the good faith of everyone's just trying to get better, because if we can do that. If we can do that, 
then I think we're going to be okay. Mm. Mm. It's true. And, and I mean, how, how does one say, no, I don't want that. <laughs> it, it's, it's then, then that means you don't want to live yeah. in America. Like though. that means you don't want, you don't that's, want that's just what that people means. of color to have a say. You don't want people who don't think like you. Like I love talking mm. to people who don't think like me because I, because chances are I'm going to learn. Yeah. Something. Exactly. If everyone, if you lived in an echo chamber your entire life, you're only going to know yeah. what you know. And, and it's going to be reestablished and, 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 and just yeah, there's, there's right no reason you. to, and yeah, you're live in your you know, bubble. I, I'm not saying that I have all the answers and I'm not saying Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Bernie Sanders or AOC or any of these democratic liberal politicians have all the answers, but I know that they always want to come to the table to at least have an honest discord. And I think if we're honest, who can who can be met? Mm. Do, do you mm. know the crazy part about this? The one thing I kind of want to leave leave this episode with uh, is is how like, this is such a beautiful story, which has happened because you know obviously what we all can agree on, which we all know, Arizona, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. They those were and 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 let's not forget about Georgia, but I kind of want to stay on those because. Arizona, obviously, all the trash he spoke mm-hmm. about. To rest in peace, good old Mister McCain. Yeah, he talked a lot. Of, the president talked a lot of stuff about John Arizona. McCain. Who's the John McCain getting even? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And they came through. Arizona came through. Now I don't want to forget about another demographic as well that came through in Arizona, who we all understand what happened uh, ages ago. You know, to oh, yeah. our Native Americans, the Navajo Nation man turned yeah. out. In Arizona, ninety-seven percent. Yeah, no, our our Native American communities. Um, I have been fortunate. I've been very fortunate in my life to spend time with people who come from Native American communities. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, like our our Native brothers and sisters, they are they're the one they're the next demographic of people who like are building up their coalitions to make sure that they can really make a fighting chance. Yes. And have, and, have, and have a voice. And have a voice. And have a voice. So hold real quick. I want to go yeah. to Wisconsin real fast. A lot of people here in Wisconsin were upset that Trump co- kept coming back because there were super spreader events of COVID. We're ground zero on the planet pretty mm-hmm. much for, for, for COVID cases in Wisconsin. And he kept coming back, kept coming back, and our numbers kept spiking and stuff. Well, yep. look what happened. We go blue. And then obviously Pennsylvania. Good old Scranton. Scranton. Where yep. Mr. Biden is from, uh, Pennsylvania, yep. Pennsylvania, Grant, Philadelphia. Pennsylvania, they came through. I mean, you can't. Yes, Philly, <laughs> of course, too. The black vote. It's just you can't. You can't write this yeah. any better than how it played out. And then, obviously, good old Stacy down in Stacy Abrams. Stacy Abrams should get to go. Get to go to Joe Biden. <laughs> say this is the job I want, and Joe go. Okay, here you go. Yeah, she can be. She gets yeah. to be. Uh, Absolutely. Joy Reid on MSNBC last night or the night before was like, Stacey Abrams gets to be secretary of whatever the hell she pleases. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that, I'm okay yeah. with that. Like I said, more black girl magic in the White House. Let's get it. We need it. We need it. Because as we all say, and I say this to my family as well, when we have these conversations, we said, listen, I think it might be time we, 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 we get away from, you know, it predominantly being men 
in the White House. And let's go women, because at least women are going to get the stuff done, get things signed or what have you before they go golfing or before they go to the yeah. salon or before, you know what I mean? You know, it's men. We're going to be like, ah, let's go, let's go hit a quick nine real fast. And we'll come back and yeah. check this you know, out. You know, you know Bar- Bar- Barack stepping out into so. on his basketball court, you know? <laughs> yep, yo, exactly. he's got a shooting. A yo, he's got he's got a clean Jay. Like, uh, let's give Obama credit where credit is due. His, his, his Jay was left clean too, right? <laughs> Switched, Nile. Yeah, Nile too, right? Except he's a White Sox fan. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, Barack, we miss you. Love you. Hope things are good. Mm, absolutely, but man, this 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 was a very jam packed. Yeah, absolutely, it was episode. Uh, NCAA in, NFL and. uh and obviously the election. Um, I think uh, right now we we've been going for a while, yeah. almost an hour and a half. So kind of want to cut it, cut it here, and just uh, tell you, man, thank you again for joining joining. Happy to be here, uh, me, man, and, and and chatting. We love to have you, man, on here as much as possible, and vice versa. I know you got a podcast yep. you're starting up. Please yeah. let me know. I'll hop on. RJ will hop yeah. on. So we'll do whatever our, we need our, to podcast do, podcast uh, me and my boys here started. Um, it's called Running for the Roses. It's college football. Pac-12, Big Ten, of course, we talk about all college football. But Lucas Rohde, he was on a couple weeks ago with me as well. Um, We just kind of talk college football. Mm -hmm. Um, We give out weekly roses, bachelor style, you know, um, on who we like, who we don't like. We play some some (laughs) fun games. And um, my my, our our third buddy, Ryan Baffalucas, he's also a Sun Devil. He grew up in the Valley. So, you know, and those two guys, their wealth of college football is insanity. Um, And so every week we like to talk shop. And kind of go over, okay, what were the, you know, what were the big stories in college football this week? Um, you know, finally mm. we get the Pac-12 back, um, as we mentioned earlier. So, yeah, it's just kind of our way of saying, hey, yep. you know, something that we all love to follow, <laughs> college football. It's kind of ingrained in you. You know, if you're growing up in a sports household, you know, you can talk about the pros all you want. But college football, there's something very tight-knit about it. It's yeah. That, it's that spirit, yeah. man. It's that team so, spirit. That so once, once, once we're more up and off the ground, we'll uh, – <laughs> We'll send, we'll send out some information and we'll, uh, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see on the other side. That's cool, man. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it on here. We'll, we'll post hey, it for hey, you. We're, ha- we're happy to, to do happen, it, man. So, but absolutely. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to episode 35 of untapped keg. We will be tapping out here. Patty swags. Thank you. The people with the polls, the post office workers, the drivers, the, Everybody who had their hand in the election and the ballot counting, we appreciate you guys as well. And the last thing I want to leave everybody with is let's try to do, let's try to be better tomorrow than we were today. Because even if we fail, at least we tried. Patty Swags, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. You guys take care of each other and uh, be safe. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.